0: Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Gray Mass. I'm Tony Licavoli, and I'll be your host today. This week, we are joined by, well, a whole mess of people, and we're going to be talking about our website. Uh, So just to kind of dive in and introduce everybody, with us we have Maximilian Larson. Nice to be here. We have Dean Salonen. Hello. And we have Mara McLean. Hey. And Max is one of our our lead designers. We also have Dean, who is uh, one of our front end developers. And then we have Mara McLean, who is our head of marketing. How are you guys doing today?
1: Doing great. Doing well.
0: So uh, as I mentioned the topic, we're going to kind of be touching on uh, the journey of our our updated website. Uh, We figured there's a lot of interesting stories to tell in all this, and uh, something that was an interesting journey for all of us, uh, something that the entire team was a part of and uh, we'll kind of kind of want to dive into it and uh, illustrate some of the things we've been working on so you may have noticed that we have a new website so why would we need a new website imagine some people look at our website and say oh well it works just fine well it was less of a priority previously however once uh, Graymaster started bringing on new people we realized that it was a uh, optimal recruiting tool uh, something that we wanted to be able to use to bring people in. So um, we decided to kind of give it a little bit of a refresh. But one of the other things was, is that the old website wasn't a really a great uh, representation of what Graymass does. So then the question became, if we're going to do a whole whole new site, who else would we like it to serve? And how do we want to re- represent what it's like to work at Graymass and what the company really is? And how do we want to put the Graymass brand out there? So starting with brand. I'll go to you, Mara. And uh, what what does it mean? uh, What do we mean by the gray mass brand?
2: Yeah, so when we talk about the gray mass brand, it's kind of like the personality that comes to mind when people think of gray mass. It's how we put ourselves out into the world and kind of what we represent. So when I first came on to the team, we were thinking about this new website uh Aaron and Maximilian had already been talking about hey we need this new way to bring in people we need a new way to like generate interest in the jobs that we have here and I initially had the same reaction that I think a lot of people would have when they hear that we have a new website which is oh well the old website is fine what do you want to do with it and then I really started learning more about Gray Mass and all the stuff that wasn't on the website and all the things that weren't represented. And so we really needed to define what the brand was in order to make sure that the website could really show that to the world. And the main issue we had was that whenever I asked anyone at Gray Mass to define the brand and just sort of what was floating around in their head, they ended up describing Aaron. Um, And (laughs) What's interesting because we realized that Aaron is a very important pillar in the Gray Mass brand, who he is as a person, really does represent us in the community, but we don't want it to be the whole brand because the company isn't just Aaron, it's a whole team of people. Um, and so we dove into a branding workshop to sort of figure out what we want Gray Mass to represent but yeah, so I guess the branding workshop was really the first step in figuring out what is there to grimace beyond Aaron.
0: So for for the users and listeners at home, what goes into a branding workshop?
2: Yeah, so it depends on the company and it depends on the marketer that you're working with, but often it's a lot of exercises that um to the naked eye can seem pretty silly at first, but often are very helpful in figuring out story you want to surround a company. Um it can be really, really fun. So we did a whole bunch of exercises like out of all of these people, like the hero and the everyman and stuff, like which one do you want to come to mind when people think of gramass? Um, we also did stuff like taking a whole bunch of virtual post-its because this was all done remotely. And we put names of different companies and institutions from the Antelope ecosystem onto each one. And we plotted them all on a graph from trustworthy to daring and from profit to progress. And then we said, where do we want gray mass to fall on this spectrum in relation to all these other companies? Um, But the one that we started with was probably the most important one, which is what's our why? Um, There's a prevailing idea in marketing that You don't necessarily buy what a company does, you buy why the company does it. Um, And so, to figure out our why, we really drilled into um, why Gray Mass does what it does. And our answer to that ended up being that our what is we make products for users in this ecosystem. So, end users, um, people who really just want a wallet so they can perform a transaction, buy an NFT, whatever they want to do. And then we also make tools for developers so that it's easier for them to make more things for users. We really want to help this ecosystem to thrive. Mm -hmm. And then our how, what makes us different from other companies who are doing that, is that we do it with curiosity and with passion. I think everyone at Graymass, if you talk to them and ask them why they're in the crypto space why they work with Antelope Chains in particular, it's because we're all very curious about this technology. We're passionate about it. We would want to do this. And in fact, if you go back into sort of the founding of Gray Mass, um Aaron and Scott, our founders, they didn't do this as their full-time job initially. This was the thing they did after work for Scott, after his PhD stuff was done for the day, because they just thought it was fun. Um, and I think that really comes through in all of our products because it's not always going to be, what's going to make the most money. It's what's the most interesting, what's going to drive this technology forward. What's at the cutting Mm -hmm. edge? How far can we push this just because it's fun to,
0: you you know, just to pop in real quick. That's, it's interesting because I'm personally, that's what drew me to all of this. Uh, I've, I've known Aaron for a very long time and, and, uh, uh, when 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 he first started getting into a lot of this, it was it was fascinating to watch and it was really my first experience outside of, you know, goofy kind of hearsay and, and public knowledge about crypto. But to actually learn uh that, you know, someone I know is actually diving into the nitty gritty of it, it became very, very interesting. And they I think both Scott and Aaron do this where they're they're <sighs> what's the word i want to say incidental advocates, like uh, they're not planning to, you know, it's not, they're not intentionally trying to win people over, but they just do it with their passion and their integrity and, you know, um, their frankness, you know, both of them are not, uh, <laughs> both Scott and Aaron are, are, are strong opinion people. So it, it it's kind of when, when they really lay into you <laughs> to teach you about something, it's, it's uh, always a, uh, a revealing experience and it's uh I have I've been kind of hooked on it. It's been amazing uh to be in a space that is new and exciting and uh I think Grey Mass has done a great job of fostering that that uh that passion and um I think it's a big reason why a lot of us are here today.
2: Yeah. No, it's totally magnetic, right? To yeah watch people talk about the things they care about most. Like you can kind of tell when someone is saying, oh, you should get into crypto, bro. Like, it'll make you so much money. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, yeah. yeah.
2: It's a totally different conversation than talking Correct. to someone who's like deep in it. And not, they might say things like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if this is the best currency, but look what it can do. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is cool.
0: That um, was a big, that was a huge thing for me personally. And it's something I really try to reinforce to people is not every... Crypto is a a, a value store. It, it, some of these actually do things, and some of them have purposes. And it's it's just a. Sometimes people are. I mean, the news does a really good job of this, but uh, attaching crypto to value, and it's that's its only purpose. It's just to be another currency. And well, yes and no. So, and that's yeah. a that's a whole another discuss, discussion. But <laughs> but yeah,
2: it does actually tie into the why of gray mass though, which is how we got from the what to the how to the why. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not doing this because we think crypto is the best place to put your money. It is probably part of a balanced investment strategy. I'll give it that. Um, But why everyone at gray mass is here is because we believe the internet can be a better place with this technology. Mm -hmm. Like we all looked at web two, which is sort of like the more legacy internet when you, log into facebook and you give your password and then you get tracked by various companies and you're not in charge of your data and every single one of us was like there's got to be a better way and we can probably do it with blockchain and with cryptocurrency and that's why we do a lot of the stuff that we do like anchor doesn't collect any of your user data because we don't want to recreate those legacy systems where you're taking people's information and selling it to the highest bidder. We're interested in making a better world here.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's it's kind of why we all signed up. Yeah. Um, so considering that a lot of our goals aim toward empowering users, empowering developers, and trying to make the internet a friendlier place to be, that's a lot to try to communicate via branding. Um, but what was what was the most difficult part of going through and figuring out our branding?
2: So this wasn't actually something I expected, but it was the tagline. So that little (laughs) piece of text right at the top of our site, um, because everyone knows the really big taglines like um, Nike's just do it. Mm -hmm. And it can encompass a whole brand and you want it to really spring to mind when people think of you, which means it needs to encompass really your most important messages. Um, And like you were saying, we're trying to get a lot across here. And so the tagline ended up being the most painful part of the process. Um, Everyone on the team contributed taglines. And of course, everyone had strong opinions because it represents us so much. Um, And so eventually we all resorted to rank choice voting to get it sorted out. Um, but I'm really happy with where we landed and I definitely could not have come up with this tagline just by myself, like in a clean room. So I'm really glad that I've got everyone on the gray mass team to like help with marketing and to give their opinions. Um, because I am really the only marketer here. So it is <laughs> going and asking like Aaron and Daniel and Maximilian and Dean, and- everyone and going, I know you're like an engineer, or this is not your job, but I want your opinion on this. Um, And everything people have to give is super valuable. Um, And so we ended up landing on dream, build, decentralize. And I think it's a really good way to encompass who we are as a company.
0: So out of that whole branding process, did you did you have a, I mean, we talked about your most difficult part. Was there a favorite part that you, something that really kind of tickled you or, or, or that was fascinating to, to find out?
2: Yeah, actually, I really loved going through the process of defining our values. Um, I think Values are an interesting topic, especially in the tech world, because it's almost a joke. Like you go and you <laughs> learn the values before you have the interview, because there's definitely gonna be a question about them. And then whether <laughs> or not the values are actually followed in the company can be a bit of a crapshoot after that. Um but at Grey Mass, we were in a really interesting position because this company has already been around for a little while and we're also a very sort of flat. Company Like, we all have to work together because there's not any sort of top-down hierarchy. And so there actually were values that everyone was operating on in order to sort of work together um, smoothly, but they hadn't been put into words yet. And so it was a really fun and interesting process of discovery to realize, like, what are our unspoken rules. How do we manage to do what we do? Um, And so we ended up with realizing that they're, first of all, lead with transparency. um, And that transparency applies to both our employees when we all talk to each other, when we make decisions, and then also our role in the greater Antelope community. We're very transparent about what we're doing, why we're doing it, if something is behind, how come? Um, if we're putting out something new, why we thought it would be useful, et cetera. Um, Our second one leading from that is to act with integrity. So if we say we're going to do something, we're actually going to do it. We're never going to lie to each other or to our users or to anyone else. Um, Follow your curiosity because obviously it's the foundation from which the entire company sprung up. So People are free to say, I'm going to work on this because I'm interested in it. And then the last one is admit when you're wrong, because in order to get everything else to work, if everyone is following their passions and their curiosities and their questions, we're all going to sometimes hit points where we say, you know what? I thought this would work, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. And everyone works better together when we admit that or when we need to ask for help. Um, And so once those were all defined, I remember looking at them and going, you know what? I like kind of suspected all of these when I joined the company, but now that they're laid out, like if you put this in front of me and I wasn't working for Gray Mass yet, I'd be like, this sounds great. I would Mm -hmm. join this company.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that was probably my favorite part of the process.
0: So then- out of after once we once that was completed, uh, what what kind of came out of that? Uh, what were what were our next steps after that?
2: Yeah, so once all the branding was complete, it was really my job to say, "All right, we've got all of these things defined now. How are we going to use them?" Um, and that meant figuring out things like who our most important audiences are, the messages we want to get across to them, um, taking everything from the workshops and distilling them into brand guidelines that can be really easily looked at and turned into copy for the website and web pages and sort of a way in which we interact with the community going forward to make sure that this brand really has longevity. Um, But really after that, it was just going forward with the website and making sure we expressed everything through that medium.
3: So as a, as a participant of the branding exercises and, and it was really interesting to, uh, kind of look yourself in a mirror, Mara kind of presented these, these different values and, and personalities and, and being part of that workshop and kind of staring into a mirror and kind of seeing gray mass as a whole and. Aaron, of course, is a part of that <laughs> workshop, and his his personality is really strong. Uh, but there was definitely values where we could all see ourselves uh, as a group, which we we could never do before. Like it was yeah. always a feeling, and in just getting words out and getting a tagline and kind of finding that flag that represents all of us. Um, it made designing really, really smooth and, and just taking those values and turning them into something tangible.
0: Yeah, I think it, it really did help kind of, well, I'll let you speak on that, but it, it, it really did help inform uh, kind of the design aspects. I, at least that's, uh, that's kind of how I took it as well. Um, so Maximilian. Um, well, you know, since we're, we're talking about design, uh, it looks like we have an updated logo, we have updated colors and the site looks pretty different than before. What was it like redesigning the gray mask look and feel?
3: It was super fun, uh, because everything felt kind of outdated, mm-hmm. uh, Everything had aged except the name. The name only got stronger, uh, but everything else felt outdated. And it it was kind of like the the version one. So when they started Graymass, they needed like a website and a logo and everything needed to be done fairly quickly so they could get a face out there as a blog producer. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the ambition from the team kind of changed and we launched, um, uh, the mobile version of the anchor Wallet, and it's, it, it was pretty clear that we, uh, what we have didn't represent what we could do. And that kind of forced us to look at ourselves and be like, no, we, we can do better. So it was a good starting point, but we had evolved and, and kind of design trends, uh, what was cool back then wasn't (laughs) cool anymore so we needed to to look our best i could also add that we wanted to do a redesign but like a redesign can be anything from changing everything to changing only minor details Mm -hmm. um and i think we we looked at the whole logos that was like this is a completely new logo like does this feel like gray mass and we kind of looked at that and we went, nah, (laughs) what we have as a first step was a really strong foundation. And we kind of wanted to keep that swirling brain logo. Mm -hmm. uh, Because that was a really strong symbol for gray mass. Uh, So the design direction we took was we wanted to refine and not uh, like redesign too much. But yeah, we were kind of careful with with the the, the strong parts and those parts of the brand that wasn't as strong as colors or imagery. Those parts were more weak and we kind of redid all those parts, but we kind of kept the really strong symbol and went and updated it and, and kind of saw where it didn't perform as well as it could, like it didn't scale well. And mm-hmm. we kind of identified that after many years of use. And we we went for something that felt the same, but worked better.
0: Sure. And it, it's a natural progression of, of any tech stack, whether it's a piece of software or a website, you know, the devices that are looking at it are going to change and upgrade at such and such a rate. Um. Not to mention people's tastes and and trends within uh design to to, to make updates. So you mentioned a couple of pieces there. What was what was the the hardest part about kind of coming up with this this vision?
3: I think the hardest part is the name. The name grey mask kind of <laughs> implies a color, <laughs> <Yeah>. which was <laughs> kind of really hard to to fight back against because yeah. Uh, that's the natural like oh we're gonna rebrand grey mass what's what color should we use and like you start with grey and then it's just grey and, and grey
0: doesn't
3: <laughs> yeah grey doesn't invoke uh, a a strong feeling of like what we are as a brand. <laughs> so grey yeah. doesn't really fit. It's, it's like grey mass is it's the brain, it's the, the thing that dreams and like plans and builds but Gray as a color doesn't represent that momentum and, and, mm-hmm. and energy that we have as a group. Um, so that was kind of the hard part to push back at those preconceived mm-hmm. notions that the, the name brought.
0: You know, for such an amazing organ, it is just the blasé of colors. You know, it, it, your brain should be frigging rainbow colored. OK, like it should just be this bright, technicolor, amazing Orb of shining
3: <laughs> that, 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 That's one of the scrapped uh, logo alternatives. It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was actually a super, super colorful uh, yeah. brain symbol. Yeah.
0: Um. So, that taking that into consideration, what would you have to? What would you like to have to come to people's minds as they go through the new site? What do you want people thinking as they visit our site?
3: I think I wanted to, kind of, get that energy through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there there's some like details. So when you look at the site, you're, you're not gonna think
2: about like the background pattern, that's mm-hmm. kind of a Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's one of those, it's, it's a subtle change.
0: And, and a lot of times people will just try to cram jam as many th- elements onto the screen as possible, but at the same time, you don't want to do the opposite and just have a, you know, stark white page with text on it. Um, but no, it, it is, it is such a subtle it's just, it's, it's just the right amounts of everything. You know, it's subtle changes here and there, a little bit of shading here and there. And it just, it doesn't, it doesn't beat you over the head with the site. You know, it's not loud and brash and and in your face and that doesn't match who we are, which kind of goes back into that branding discussion, but it's a nice place to, it's a nice place to sit. And it's, it's one of those websites where I don't hate having it open you know, like it's, uh, uh, if I left it open on my screen, it's like, oh, that's a nice looking site. It's not like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, there are a lot of other, as we've kind of gone through the space and the more time I've spent in this, this community, you start seeing some of the you know sites that people throw up for, like you mentioned, uh, you know, they're a block producer, they need to get something up with their information on it. Um, and a lot of those are just still there and they're just, they're not built with design in mind and yeah, they're built out of functionality and necessity. And I think ours is an excellent blend of both of them. It's refreshing. And I love having a place that I can be proud to send people to. So it's also
3: extremely biased, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just a shade biased, just a
0: touch, but no, I mean, seriously, like it, I was, I was having to describe something to, uh, uh, my sister actually, who's a recruiter. And, and when I, uh, when I asked her if she had heard of gray mass before and I've talked to her about it, she's like, yeah, they, they do this, that, and the, and and she lists off a bunch of different things. I'm like, wait, where are you getting all this info from? (laughs) Oh, it's on their old, it's on your website. Oh boy. Okay. So it's, it's one of those things where I don't mind sending people there. And I, there are quite a few people that will like, Oh, you want to learn more about my company or my restaurant or my whatever? Well, here's a Facebook page or here's something else. And and to have our own bespoke site and then especially one that is designed as well as it is and is as thoughtful to who we are as a company, um, it just makes it makes me happy to be a part of it. So something, you know, something I kind of wanted to touch on and I kind of want to get Dean in the mix here, but um, Obviously, we can design a site till the cows come home, but it's it's only going to work so well uh, unless we put code to it. Were there any changes you made to the design based on the execution of the site?
3: The changes we did uh, wasn't like radical changes. Uh, I think this was actually Dean's first project coming mm-hmm. onto the team, uh, so yeah. we haven't hadn't worked together before, uh, which is a little bit scary when you like, you don't want to present a design that it's unachievable, because the design is only as good as the developer you have available. Mm-hmm. So if you have a developer that understands the design ambition and can add to that, and, and kind of iterate uh, with with their tools, uh, I think the that's when you get the best designs when you have not only a designer calling all the shots, but uh, a whole team pushing the designs to uh, to something greater than wh- what I can imagine by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, having t- having Dean just joining the team and, and having this as his first project was really uh, kind of exciting uh, because I get to learn a lot about Dean and how it work how he works. And I think this site kind of I'm not seeing any I'm not seeing any compromises mm-hmm. when I look at the site and the, from the like uh, the starting idea or the starting vision uh, I think this what we have built is actually better than what what we
1: started with yeah yeah I it's think you're absolutely right. A collaborative effort you know once um, the, the basic design work has the foundation has been laid. Then it's kind of a back and forth, a conversation um, to build something that matches that vision. Um, and I think Max and I quickly came to learn how each other worked and kind of saw the same vision for the site. So we were able to work towards a common destination, I guess.
0: It's always great to see when that inter... or yeah. Inter, inter department kind of collaboration actually kicks off and works well. Um, in my past, I've, I've kind of been in a bridge position similar to that where um, kind of I'm supposed to be the link between two departments and whew, it doesn't always go as nice and smooth as this did. Um, but it's, it's also a testament to both your personalities and your work ethics. You guys do great work and you're a pleasure to work with. So it makes sense that the two of you would work well together, um, but Dean. Uh, well, uh, you know, while while we're talking about execution, um, what led you to kind of want to take this role on? Obviously, it's it's a it's kind of a a, a big project, especially one as Max mentioned uh, to just to dive right in and, and go right into the deep end right off the bat as soon as you started. <laughs> Um, what was that like? What what kind of drew you into that?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, as Max was mentioning, uh, this was my first project uh, from when I joined Gray Mass. And uh, it was certainly not, uh, you know, a softball. It was, <laughs> it <Yeah>. was uh, <laughs> re- redesigning uh, the entire uh, homepage for the company, uh, re- developing it, and kind of learning all about gray mass at the same time and uh, about the industry and about the team and everything all at once was a little overwhelming, but um, you know, I like to think that that's the best way to sort of get up and running and get started is just, just get into it, you know, get in to the deep end and just, just go. So, um, you know, I've really enjoyed working uh, with the, tech stack that we have so you know that's something that uh drew me into um well to gray mass into this into this role is that you know everybody here is, is really um big into svelts and that's something that i've got uh quite a bit of experience with in the past so um that kind of led me to uh, to to choose that in in this project as well
0: so, to kind of walk us through your process what what would go into you know we've talked what we we we, talk, we talked with Mar about kind of the branding and coming up with what we want the design to look like, and then we talked to max about what the different process of going through and figuring out the design um so then what goes into the process of the execution
1: yeah, so uh first thing that we would want to do is um Kind of evaluate some some different options on how we would want to build out the site. Um, so there's obviously a ton of different technologies that we could use, and like I mentioned, Svelte is one of the ones that we tend to gravitate towards. And Svelte Kit was perfect uh, for what we needed on this particular site. So um, that's what we ended up using as our as our framework. Um, and then from there, we kind of went to create that foundation so all of the design work that max did uh we ended up translating that into some design tokens so you know basic uh color palettes and um spacing uh variables and things like that that we could use throughout the site to just make everything consistent um which is which is a big thing for having that feeling of coherency throughout all the different pages. Um, Same thing with having typography that uh, is, matches what uh, we had envisioned in the, in the design. Um, So So that helps,
0: it kind of helps provide a through line from page to page to page.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes you feel like wherever you are in the site, you're still home. (laughs) Yeah. That's, That's a great way to put it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, after you, you come up with these tools that you, that you can use um, it's then kind of a cycle of building a, uh, building a page or building a component uh, getting some, some feedback on it um, trying to see if there's maybe a better way of, of presenting that. Uh, or, or developing that. So, you know, there were there were a few things, and we'll probably touch on it later. About you know, it was the way that things were designed wasn't um, necessarily going to work uh, in the browser. So we had to kind of change a little bit here, there, or I had to change my approach on how it was um, how it was done, uh, how, it, how it was executed. But mm-hmm. you know, the effect ends up being very similar, or if not the same. Um, so it's, it's kind of a cycle of trial and error, I guess, trying to get to yeah. the, the right end state. Um, and then at the end, you know, it's never going to be completely hundred percent finished. There's always things that, you know, you could do to make it better or change over time. But, you know, one of the things that we did once we were like, okay, it kind of matches what, what we had laid out, uh, we, we went through and made sure that it was as, performant as possible and, um, smooth and clean and, um, as easy to maintain as, as, as we can have, um, for, you know, the next, you know, however many long, uh, however many years until we, uh, do another <laughs> I redesign. Do again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I,
0: that, that iteration time, that, that, that time to make and fail, um, it always, uh, back in, in previous life, I was writing a lot of chef, uh, code. Um, chef is a, uh, CICD, uh, uh, type, uh, platform. We don't use it here, but, uh, used it in the past for, to do, uh, some automation. And the thing that I didn't, you know, my, my boss at the time told me, he's like, it's not that it's you're, you're going to fail. You're going to fail a lot. It's mm-hmm. how fast can you fail again? And, um, you know, it's that whole idea of make fail, make fail, make, and um, it it always used to it, it kind of dumbfounded me that like okay, that actually is something I need to consider and something I do need to take into consider you know to mm-hmm. take into account when I'm uh, uh writing it. But I will say this: watching Aaron iterate is uh, another thing altogether. That <laughs> guy <laughs> iterates, and it's just, "I'll oh, try this, try this. Nope. Okay, flip, and then go." And he's just it's minutes and it just is this real, real fast turnaround. And, uh, it's something that's encouraged me to kind of try and take on that, that same kind of ethos and, and some and it, where, where I can.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, it's, it is just, it's, it's always amazing that it's not, it's less about how well you do and how, but more about how quickly you can fail and get back up and try again.
1: Yeah. It's pretty impressive watching Aaron, uh, <laughs> turn around something, uh, Whereas like with, with me, I'm, I'm like nowhere near his level. No. So yeah. I was like, I, I fail pretty instantly um, <laughs> on like one of the first things that I, I tried doing with the site was the hexagon pattern or the, you know, the node network pattern in the yeah. background that, that Max was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like one of the first things I tried implementing and there's an effect on quite a few pages where the... Um, there's like cards that overlay those networks, the node network, and, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of changes color as it goes through. Uh, and I thought I had a good solution for that. And it turns out that it, it, I didn't. So that background pattern ended up not existing for quite a long time on the, the site as it was being built because mm-hmm. I couldn't just, I just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a, fail early and fail often until like basically that was one of the first things I started working on. And one of the last things that I completed, because I finally found the right combination of screening effects and, you know, layered elements to, to make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that stuck around for quite a long time.
0: (laughs) So that, that sounds like it was, is one of the more trickier parts. Um, was there anything that, was there anything that you think would surprise people about the 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 process of building out the site?
1: Yeah, I I mean, it's I guess uh, you know any developers in the audience kind of know the the feeling. But sometimes the uh, what seems like the simplest thing ends up being the hardest, and what seems like the hardest thing kind of ends up being super easy. So uh, we have a right now a, a subsite for the, um, the anchor homepage. And, uh, it it's like basically its own website inside of the gray mass website right now. And, uh, that ended up being really fast to, to code up. I think it, you know, it took about an afternoon or something like that start to finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, it was, uh, kind of something that was, I was like, Oh yeah, we need to have this totally forgot about it and then just whipped it up really quick and it looks pretty much the same as it did before uh you know a little bit changes here and there but um it's turned out to be faster than the previous one and it's also the page that gets the most traffic on our website so Mm -hmm. you know I, i agonized some in some areas over like tiny little details on a page that probably no one's gonna see and then the okay. one that i whip up the quickest is is like probably one of the best looking ones and also the ones that get, get, gets the most traffic so
0: yeah that's great <laughs> it, it always just it just it just goes that way there, there's no other explanation for it. it just that's how the world be sometimes you know
1: you can't predict it <laughs> no you can't
0: yeah. it's it's you never know what's going to go what's just going to slot perfectly into place you know um that's that's awesome Um, so, so do you look at other sites differently now, uh, considering, I I imagine this wasn't your first foray into designing a, a site. Um, but especially after, you know, um, one with kind of the, 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 in the community that we're in and the traffic that we get, um, does it make you look at other sites, other similar sites differently?
1: Yeah. You know, I've definitely gained a bigger appreciation for, uh, how, these kind of sites are built, um, and you, you get to see why people made the decisions that they made uh, when you're browsing the web and you see someone else's site. You know, I've always looked at other sites to get inspiration, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, I still do now. And it, it's it's kind of cool to see. Like, um, I I struggled with that exact same problem, and this is how somebody else solved it. Or You know, this is a cool um, effect that they're they're using here. How are they doing that? So um, it's really neat to see the thought process through somebody else's product. So I don't know if I was able to necessarily do that to the same extent before. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I can definitely see where people are cutting corners or you know maybe putting tons of effort into like a tiny little detail it's it's just yeah it's very interesting it's a perspective that you wouldn't have unless you actually did it for yourself
0: yeah if you imagine uh, you know if (laughs) a sausage maker is gonna take note of different things in other people's sausages Mm -hmm. you know once you know how it's made then uh then you start kind of diving a little deeper into a lot of it and that's, I think, that's a natural thing with any technology. So um, it's always good to, it's, you never stop learning, so to speak, right? You're always picking up new tricks, always learning new new ways to do different things, or old ways to new, to do new things, or new ways to do old things. Like it's
1: <laughs> that's I, that's web development. You know, it's like you kind of uh, baby, <laughs> you kind of have to be a, an Like an expert in, or not an expert, but you have to you have to have approximate knowledge of of many things, um, and you kind of have to know how to how to solve problems from from multiple different angles, Mm and um, even if you're not an expert in something, like you kind of have to know about it. Um, So I I like to think of it as kind of being a a a general contractor. You know, it's you're you're not a specific trade but you do have to know a little bit of plumbing and a little bit of carpentry and stuff kind of like a a, um, contractor would if they were building a house and um you know it's you need to have a bit of a generalist mindset um which you know i think fits perfectly for for me and my my personality so i love it
0: yeah no i i very much follow that jack of all trades kind of mentality a lot of people, well, as I was going through my career, a lot of people were, you know, trying to push to specialize in one particular thing or one particular Avenue. And I kept, no, I want to learn about this now. Okay. Now I want to learn about this. <laughs> and, um, and, and it kind of in the corporate world, at least they want to hire somebody who is a specialist in exactly that one thing. And that's what they care about. This is obviously not that, and it, it is a different type of world where you want people that can be, uh, you know, multi-tools you know, I want, you know, I need a Leatherman. I need something that can do a bunch of different things. And, and maybe again, in, in, in your case, right where it's, it's within web development, but there's multiple different languages and different processes and techniques that you can use. And, um, it's, I full, wholeheartedly agree. I think that is the, the, the way to go. Um, specialization is great uh, if you have people mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> we can, I mean, I would love to like, uh, we were talking about the other day, I would love to have an ops person, um, but it's just not, it's not doable right now. So you kind of, we kind of make do with what we got, but at the same time, when, <laughs> when you guys are as good as you are, then we're not really making do, we're just making. And it's great <laughs> um, making and doing making and doing.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So, for the folks that have managed to stick around all the way to the very, very end of this lovely podcast, are there any Easter eggs or any, uh, uh, anything that people should look out for?
1: Oh man, we talked about a lot of fun little uh, Easter eggs to put into the site. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we did. Yeah. There's a, a lot, a lot of that didn't end up uh, in this, this version. Um, You know, there's probably some things that, you know, will be added over time so you know keep an eye out um there is uh, some work that was being done with ai art and ai um <laughs> <laughs> images the uh, kind of image transformations i guess uh, yeah so that that's really fun and that might end up coming um but didn't didn't make the cut for the first version but um there there's probably a little bit of uh you know Fun stuff if you're if you if you stick around and uh, and, and check back.
3: So uh, we're building, we're uh, re, re, rebuilding the Great mass website, and at the same time, uh, Stable Diffusion hits the internet,
0: <laughs> and <laughs> that's
3: uh, for me personally. That was like an aha moment where, like, if I have access to this tool. I'm gonna be a more productive designer. I can, I can output exactly the image that I'm looking for instead of like looking for that stock f- photo or stock image on the web for days. Yeah, which which like I have done in my career, like just looking <laughs> sure. for that right image. No, it's it's wrong. Uh, it's like um, oh, they're looking to the just, right, not the left. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and 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 then just finding a way where you can just describe what you want uh, and, and get it. And of course there's AI imagery on, on, on the Grima's website, the, the, the swirling brain logo in, in, in the header, like the first thing you see next to the tagline is actually generated with stab, stable diffusion. I'm not that good at 3D. Yeah, (laughs) don't take that credit. Come on, man. (laughs) So that was for me personally a a fantastic moment to to learn a new tool and and get the opportunity to incorporate that into something that we are actually going to launch, and that was like a, a pilot project for me to see if AI generated images could go into production, because up, up to that point, I I, I knew uh, what AI imagery could do, but it kind of flipped over to yeah it looks janky too. Yeah. Oh, I, I need to look twice mm-hmm. to... Mm, maybe catch catch that image if that's AI generated
0: yeah, is that a sixth finger in there or no nope, yeah okay. like, but they're so <laughs> subtle that it, it's amazing I mean especially with you and with 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 johan your fascination with in the AI space so
3: we like I personally couldn't help myself uh incorporating AI and this is not only me in my team yeah. that are excited about new technology and when when the technology kind of Matures in that in, in a way where it's accessible to anyone, and and we then we we just gotta play with it like it we, we can't help ourselves we we need to implement. This stuff.
1: I think we, we all spent like a week playing around with Stable Diffusion when it launched. I don't know, <laughs> but like everybody had it downloaded it downloaded it and set it up and and we were all just sharing images in Slack of oh look what look what we made oh this is so cool.
0: Well, and the thing that has been fascinating to me about a lot of these, whether it's stable diffusion or gray or any of these other pieces is it's not necessarily, I know a lot of people get freaked out and and get scared that, Oh, they're, they're going to come take our jobs and all that good stuff. Um, but it's, it's the idea that it is a tool. It is something that can help, um, you know, the ability to have it write up a basic form letter and then, And then you take, and you don't, that's, that's the thing is a lot of people will just take the AI generated thing and then say, yep, that's it there. It's done. you like it? It's great. Isn't it? But it's really, when we started looking at, I remember we were, we were trying to use stable diffusion to get different website designs and get like different images of what it thought this site should look like. And some of the layouts that it came up with were surprisingly good. I mean, standard, but, but good. Um, so it's, it's the idea that we can, you know, a lot of this stuff and, and to be honest, a lot of newer technologies are kind of running this similar gamut. 3d printing actually is very similar where you look at it and it's like, oh, well, that's cute. It can make little bobbles and little different things like that. And it's neat, but it's when you start looking at what you can do with those, those printed out parts. And the thing that people are finding is, uh, it's great for mold making. It's great for forms, for stencils, for all these different things where it's not necessarily that thing that you're not going to get a finished product out of it, but you are going to get something that can help, you know, uh, uh, guide something down the road or give you inspiration or give you a starting point or a jump off point so that, um, you can focus, you don't need to work on the cruft. You can focus on what you're actually, what you're actually trying to be creative with. It's
2: like a first draft for, if we're looking at this from a writing perspective. Sure. Absolutely. The chat GPT wasn't out yet when I was writing the copy for the site. And by the time we finalized it, it still wasn't around, but now that it is out, it's really useful for sometimes shaving time off of certain things that need to get written by going, all right, well, chat GPT can do the first part of this and then I can go from there. Um, Yeah. It's, it's fun, honestly. Like I welcome our AI servants. They seem useful.
0: I guess, yeah, I guess we are the overlords in this one. Yeah, yeah. It
3: kind of feel, feels like a, a new era of like open-ended tools where where the tool yeah. itself doesn't dictate the output and the output can be kind of, it's only limited by, by your own imagination and like yeah. the, how skillful you are with that tool. Um, so it's it's really interesting and then and <laughs> it, it gets me to think about anchor as well uh, anchor mobile is mm-hmm. it's, it's a really kind of an open-ended wallet because there's all the functionality is kind of outsourced um to unicove and, and like block explorers uh we're, we're not trying to cram everything in there we just want want a tool that's open-ended like that
0: yeah, I, it's, it's this idea of dynamic tools and, and things that, you know, if I go pick up a screwdriver and it's a Phillips head screwdriver, I know I can turn a Phillips head screw with it and maybe pry open a paint can, you know, um, but that's about it. Whereas I think this is just a natural evolution in, in, in tooling in general, you know, it's fascinating. It's It's an interesting time to be a developer, interesting time to be in this space. What it can do for us is uh, really, really interesting. In what we can do with it,
3: for me personally, I'm, 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 I feel very fortunate to to have this passion for for new technologies and and being able to to share these with 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 your work <laughs> with your work buddies is amazing. Uh, so that's that's just. I'm super happy. It's, it's, it's fun going to work, even if I don't have to physically go there, but you know, it's still fun. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's, (laughs) there's a lot of folks. There's a lot of stuff that we could talk about in this that we probably shouldn't. Um, But there's, uh, it's, it's, it's such a blast, Uh, especially working with the new technology, but working with all these people, it's, it, uh, it definitely makes working uh, even, even, even remotely. It makes, doing the work of joy um it's it's been so nice to uh (laughs) it's been nice to work with an entire team of people that i like all of the people on the team (laughs) um we've had our we've had our discussion about ai um can you guys give us any other hints about what you might be working on next well
2: let's you want to go? Yeah. Worf.
3: Worf. <laughs> there's, there's no secrets. Or Mara, do, are we? Should we? Should I mention the secret projects? Or?
2: <laughs> I. I don't think we have any secret projects.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what someone with a secret project would say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you see, Gray is actually going to take over the world, and we're currently working on building up his his systems of yep. dictation. I don't know. So yeah, I guess now that the Graymass site is pretty much done, we've been pivoting our focus towards Worf, uh, WorfKit, which is our software development kit sort of system, in a sense, that's going to be helping developers to build more quickly in the antelope space. Um, If you pop over to WorfKit.com right now, you'll find sort of a skeleton site, but keep an eye on it because we're going to be building that out a lot more in the near future.
0: We actually went through a very similar process with the wharf kit site uh, as we did for the gray mass site. Um, And it was, it was, it was very interesting to see how the differences between the two processes. Um, But yeah, I think the, the wharf, the wharf site is looking great. I love our logo. Uh, There's so many possibilities with it. Um, So yeah, I think it's, it's all looking great. Um, But I think... That is going to wrap us up for today. So uh, just to kind of do a little bit of housekeeping here, please feel free to uh, support Graymass on Pomelo and GitHub sponsors. Uh, We'll be posting links to both of those in the description. And you can also vote for the Graymass proxy to support us there. And feel free to reach out to us with any questions or suggestions at hello at graymass.com. Uh, if you have any questions or issues with Anchor or any of our products, please let us know by emailing us at support at graymass.com or by visiting our support portal at support dot graymass.com. Shaw um, be mentioned that if you listened to all this and kind of the, the four of us chit chatting here today and you think, you know, those people sound great. I would love to hang out and work with those people. And you, you have something that we could uh, contribute to the team. Reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, we're looking for, looking for folks. We're looking for, uh, uh, specific developers and, uh, well, you know what, go on over to our website, look at the, we're hiring button and, uh, go ahead and give that a click and take a look at our, uh, the postings that we have up. It's a great, like, as like we, like we have mentioned, it's a great team to work with and, uh, it is exciting time. So, uh, if you're interested, reach out, let us know. And we'll, we'll very, at least, uh, have a conversation and see what, what, what can happen. So uh, thank you as always for joining us this week. Uh, We'll hope to have a new episode out soon. Uh, Thank you also to my guests, Max, Dean, and Mara for joining us to have this discussion today. Happy
3: to be here again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Tony,
1: for hosting. Hey, no
3: problem.
2: Yeah, Yeah, thanks for having
3: us. Great. It's amazing to be a a, a part of a a podcast you've been listening to for so long.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shucks. Guys, you guys are great. All right. Well, until then, thanks for listening to Coffee with Gray Mass, and we'll see you soon.